0: So you were born in Brisbane?
1: Um, I was born in New Zealand, actually. Oh, okay. In a city called Dunedin. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Brisbane when I was, like, a few months old or something.
0: For your parents' job?
1: Yeah. Because your dad's an orthodontist, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: And what did your mom do when you were growing up? Um, she, like, she looked after us for, like, most of my like school years and mm-hmm. then um, she ended up being the practice manager of dad's orthodontic oh. practice and I worked there for a bit too so and my brother worked there as well so it was like a family, a family. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think you got your creative side from then? Mum is pretty creative mm-hmm. and her parents were like really musical they met at a choir my grandpa like, played the pipe organ and stuff. So oh wow! I think that's where, I think that's where my musicality comes from. Mm-hmm. What kind of music did they play in the house when you were growing up? Um, Dad listened to a lot of Pink Floyd, mm. Leonard Cohen. Um, I think they're like his two favorites that I remember mm-hmm. the most.
0: Were they playing Christian music? Because I know it was like a religious upbringing.
1: I feel like I feel like I heard like sermons and stuff in the car sometimes, like recordings <laughs> of preaching. Um, and there was definitely a lot of Christian music like at church, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really stand out to me too much in my memory. There probably was, mm-hmm. maybe I like shut it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do you describe our personality back then, growing up?
1: My personality. Yeah. Um. Oh, I have. No idea. Um, (laughs) I think I was like, I think I was pretty outgoing when I was like quite young. And then I think around middle school, I like started to like lose a bit of confidence, maybe. Mm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Do you know where that came from? Like losing confidence? uh, I think it was like... Just like internalized homophobia and like mm-hmm. just not really knowing like who I was or yeah I don't know I yeah. think I think I as I like started to realize that there was like maybe like an expectation of like how I should be, and that I like wasn't naturally growing into that, I think I just started to like retreat a little mm-hmm. I don't know. because it was twenty four seven right because like
0: your school was religious and then church yeah. was like everyday. So you were kind of meeting the same like type of
1: people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like everyone that I knew yeah. had the same ideas about like life. And I guess like... Yeah, it, I just had no real perspective or... Um, yeah, no real understanding mm-hmm. of what the real world was really like and that there are so many different people so many different beliefs and walks of life and that sort of thing mm-hmm. but yeah Did you have many people to talk to back then about what you were going through? Not really, it was like I I was like kind of pushing it out of my own mind and it was scary the idea of like talking about um, you know, a bunch of things that were just I don't know, I, I feel like I was I didn't really feel like there was anyone to turn to, and even if there was, like I didn't really understand like mm-hmm. what I needed to even talk to someone about because it was just yeah like mm-hmm. not spoken about.
0: Yeah, back then growing up, like what kind of career path did you think you would be in? Um,
1: I always wanted to be a recording artist, mm-hmm. and like, and I always loved music. Um, but I also really wanted to be an orthodontist like my dad. Mm-hmm. What so about
0: it intrigued you?
1: What was that, sorry? What about it intrigued you? Um To be an Orthodontist. I I don't know, I think I I liked seeing like from working at the Orthodontic practice mm-hmm. I I could see that like the difference that it would make in people's confidence and that mm. sort of thing, like having their teeth yeah. like straightened or whatever and way that that can kind of, I don't know, help someone feel better about themselves. Now I'm like, I, I used to be such a perfectionist with teeth and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, no, like crooked teeth are like pretty cool, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I started studying dentistry at uni and then oh. I dropped out a couple of years in to like do music. What gave you
0: the idea initially that you could be an artist? Were there a lot of people around you and- Brisbane who are
1: able to pursue it full-time um yeah i do have a lot of friends who had kind of dedicated their whole life to like just pursuing creative endeavors like Mm -hmm. music and that sort of thing um i like i only quit my day job like six months ago or something um because we're like completely independent and um we like fund all of our own stuff. We've all like worked, kind of like, yeah, kind of like living a, a double life for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's yeah. it feels like it's getting to the stage now where um, Cub Sport is like kind of the, the sole thing for mm-hmm. all of us, which so, is exciting. Yeah.
0: So you guys went in school, right?
1: What was that sorry? Did you guys
0: mean school. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so Sam, Zoe and I all went to the same school and... Was this high school or...? Uh, yeah, Zoe and I, it was like from preschool all the way through to grade 12. Mm-hmm. So, um, Zoe and I met in primary school. Um, I think we would have been like eight or something. Um, and... Yeah, and I, and then Sam came to our school when he was, like, 12, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we met Dan through other school friends, like, when we were in senior school. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we've all known each other for a while. We didn't really start hanging out um, until we were out of school, but mm-hmm. we've known of each other for a long time.
0: Yeah, and then you, did you like Sam pretty much as soon as you met him? Or?
1: Yeah, we were, like, we didn't really hang out much... Um, for like the first few years of like being in the same school. Um, but I always like liked him from a distance. He was like really musically talented and nice and funny. And then when we started hanging out properly like in our last couple of years of school, I like started to develop a bit of a crush on him and I think that's sort of when I started to realize that I wasn't straight.
0: mm-hmm. And initially, you guys were like, what Tim and the uh, Cub Scouts, right? Like yeah, like Tim a, Nelson and yeah, the Cub Scouts. Scouts. <laughs> uh uh-huh. huh. How, how old were you when that you like first formed that?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. I think I would have been like nineteen or something. I think I was seventeen or eighteen when Dan and I like did my very first recordings. Um, and then. Yeah, we, we put out our first like proper single in 2011 and then like first EP in 2012. But then we like the first Cub Sport release was our debut album This Is Our Vice in 2016. So mm-hmm. yeah, it feels like there was like a lot of like growing and that sort of thing before we even like started releasing albums. And then it feels like since 2016 so much has changed. Feels like we've grown heaps since then. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. And then, when was it when one of your first singles came on Triple J? That kind of gave you the initial momentum,
1: right? Yeah. Um, so that was our first single, Evie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from that we like we got a booking agent in Australia and started to have a bunch of like managers and labels and that sort of thing reach out. Oh wow. And. Yeah, we started getting like support offers for tours in Australia. So that was when I decided to um, drop out of dentistry because I wasn't going to be able to like play any shows while I was studying because the course was just like ridiculous. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, Mm -hmm. so that that was it felt like that was like a really strong start Um, under our other name like Cub Scouts because we mm-hmm. went from yeah, Timnells like, and the Cub <laughs> legal Scouts. Problems. Then, yeah, <laughs> so many name changes. Um, but yeah, that it was yeah. like it was like our first start, and it kind of feels like it was a different band to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what were your parents thinking of you quitting school to do it? Um, they were all for it. They oh, were, wow. yeah. They said that I need to. Do what I'm passionate about which was like amazing because I guess with dad being an orthodontist he had a lot of friends that were like what are you doing letting him drop out of dentistry oh yeah it's like I'm not letting him do anything like it's his life and his decision <laughs> Like, thank you um, so yeah hmm. they've always been amazing and dad said that um, when I dropped out of dentistry to pursue my passion it like made him want to pursue his passion oh. which he always wanted to be a pilot mm. and then he got he like he also wanted to do dentistry yeah like was kind of tossing up the two um, and then I think he got a scholarship for dentistry so that's what he did but he went and learned how to fly that's like so after cool, I cool that
0: you inspired him Yeah, yeah. so that was
1: a nice thing that came out of it
0: Mhm. and then how did you
1: are you still with the same managers that you had so we're self-managed now, and we were self-managed at the very start as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we had management for a few years, like in the middle, and yeah, uh, when when it came time to release our second album, BATS, it just felt like we were moving into like a new phase of our career, and like a new phase personally as well. and. It was like a really um, it was a really personal album for me I, like it was the first time that I'd opened up about so many things, and I had a pretty specific idea of how I wanted it to play out and I think that um it was really important for us to kind of have the freedom to follow our intuition and like do, like what our gut was telling us was mm-hmm. the right thing. So we went back to being self-managed and completely independent
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and put that album out through our own label. And nice. yeah, it's, it's been really amazing. I feel like that freedom has really allowed us to grow. And yeah, it's, mm-hmm. we've got a bunch of labels and stuff still contacting us, which is like really cool. I don't know, we're always open to anything, um, to like explore things. But I feel like what the four of us have going on, like as a management team and a label and a band, it's pretty unique and I really like it. So.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think gave you the confidence to share more in that album? But, and also, that, was that the album that you like came out more to your fans or? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so while I was writing B.A.T.S. I was sort of coming to terms um, with like the whole situation and being in love with Sam and I wrote half of it before I had come out and then the other half um, on the other side of coming out so Mm -hmm. it wasn't really there wasn't really a moment where I was like I have the confidence to write about these things now it kind of just started coming out like while I was writing and recording and when I when I'm writing, I don't really think too much about like who's going to be hearing it or what the expectation is going to be. And I think for me, writing a lot of those songs um, was the way that I processed the whole thing and came to terms with it. I, I listen back to it now and it's like really obvious what it was all about, but mm-hmm. I remember when I was writing it, I felt like it was pretty vague and it could be about anything. Mm. Um, But yeah, by the time it came time to release a second album, we had all those songs there and it felt like a really important collection of songs that told an important story. Um, And I was kind of just like, this is who I am and I'm ready to be more open about that. So it was kind of, the songs came before the confidence to share them, mm. but I think it was sort of through writing them that um, I got to that point.
0: But what is it like being in a relationship with
1: them and also like being in a group? Um, well I guess I don't really know anything different. That's true. <laughs> like we've been...
0: That's 24-7 for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we first fell in love when we were 17 and um, and we haven't really spent a day apart since then. Oh my God, except for, that's so cute. I, love I went on a riding trip. Oh yeah, you like um,
0: came to LA, right? Yeah. To do that, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I spent um, a bit of time in London as well. That was the first time that we'd been apart for years. Um, and yeah, it was definitely the time when I was like... Uh, I guess I couldn't deny that there was a reason I was missing him so much and um, yeah that was kind of the catalyst to, to me like writing a bunch of songs. I wrote Chasen just after that writing trip and I think that was one song that Sam says really like gave him an indication of where I was at and like what I was feeling. Yeah. Um, which is like an interesting thing.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you love about his personality?
1: Um, he's very caring mm-hmm. and nurturing and an incredible communicator mm-hmm. on like so many levels, um, but yeah, basically everything.
0: <laughs> I love that. You were the first person a lot of people came out to, right? Even people who are like six years old.
1: Yeah. I. I get a bunch of messages like from our fans um, like people coming out to me and asking for advice and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and I've had people come out to me at shows like afterwards like we try and hang around and mm-hmm. um, do like a little meet and greet at lots of our shows um, so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to experience that and it's it's often something that people are like quite excited to tell me um Mm -hmm. and For me like especially when I was younger the idea of coming out was like a Terrible thing that I like I put it off for so long and saying it was so scary Um, but it like it feels amazing to um, To have like these young people like coming out and it being more of, like, a celebration for them in that moment than something that they're, like, terrified to admit or something. So it's, like, yeah, very mm-hmm. special for us, those moments. Mm-hmm.
0: What would you say have been your biggest challenges in your life so far other than coming out?
1: Um, I, think, I think it's kind of been, like, a... Uh, I feel like coming out was the start of um, kind of shifting my whole perspective on life and my approach to living and um, kind of retraining my subconscious. Because I feel like I grew up um, letting my fears kind of dictate every part Mm. of my life, and I would tell myself like negative things that would then sort of create my reality, and um, I remember I, I would always talk about how I had like the worst immune system, and and I feel like it, I, I started to get sick even more, like the more oh. I would say it, and I, I've had like a bunch of health issues, and I like had meningitis a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and I feel like that's been something that's been pretty rough, and over the last 18 months I feel like I've learned to like just be more positive and just mm-hmm. start believing like believing that I am like healthy and strong and stuff and I've like stopped getting sick and that's and I feel like um yeah I've had like an entire shift in like every area of my life where I've come to a realisation that like our thoughts and emotions dictate like our physical world or whatever Mm -hmm. and so becoming more conscious of that I feel has helped me um, overcome like health issues and I think just sort of like a a negative fearful perspective of the world which I think like held me back for quite a while Mm yeah last question what does love mean to you um love to me is like the opposite of fear it's Mm. like it's like empowering and uplifting and yeah i feel like i feel like love is like the most powerful force like imaginable um yeah, I, I, yeah. That's how I put it. Mm-hmm.
0: I love this. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Hi, and now I'm with Sam.
1: Hey.
0: <laughs> so you were born in Brisbane. Yes, also, born
2: yeah. and raised. Mm-hmm. And
0: all your family is there.
2: Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Mhm. What do your parents do when you were growing up? Um. They owned a Donut King, do you have that here?
0: Donut King? Yeah.
2: I've it's heard like a, of it. It's like a donut chain. Yeah. Um, so I grew up having like donut birthday cakes <laughs> and I used to go to the that bakehouse awesome. at like 4am before no school and they'd like pipe cream into my mouth <laughs> and I would like decorate the donuts. Um,
0: so they're both creative then? Yeah. That's where you got your creative side
2: from, just both of them. Yeah, from, mm-hmm. from the donuts. From the donuts! <laughs>
0: What kind of music were they playing in the house when you were growing up? Not,
2: not like a huge amount. Mm-hmm. My brother and sister are a bit older than me, mm-hmm. like a 9 and 11 year age gap between me and them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would play probably more music than my parents. There was like The Cores. I remember when they got the Spice Girls. Spice oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CD. Um, Savage Garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And did you, what did you gravi- gravitate towards early on?
2: I really loved the, um, like basically anything they played. Oh. Um, but I was pretty obsessed with the Spice Girls. I was
0: just going to say, I was looking <laughs> the Spice Girls. <laughs> was it, did you also have a religious upbringing?
2: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was Christian music in the mix as well.
0: And was it like really 24-7, like the same as? 10, yeah. With like Christian school and also? Mm-hmm. Was that difficult for you early on, or
2: yeah, I think I, I think I bucked it pretty hard from like the age of six. I don't know. It' just never really felt like something that clicked mm-hmm. for me. Um, and then I guess I sort of used it as an opportunity to play music when I was a bit older, but, oh, so you joined I, like I was the pretty like friends?: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of distanced myself from it though as much as I could from a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim and I played music together and Zoe on the same like musical team in chapel and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. i um, love <laughs> some footage of that actually.
0: Oh, no way. Yeah. And then was it easy for you to, from going from like chapel groups to like forming your own? Yeah,
2: I guess it's sort of. It's really the only, like, Cubsport's the only. Band, other than that sort of stuff that I've ever been in. Tim just reached out to myself, Dan, and Zoe um, when we all finished school and just said, I've written these songs, I want to play them. Do you want to, like, I've got a gig, do you want to play them with me? And we just sort of stuck around since then. So, yeah, I guess (laughs) it's the only experience I've really ever had and it's stuck.
0: Mm -hmm. How else would you describe your personality back then growing up?
1: I don't
2: know, I feel like I was pretty. There were so many things that sort of that I had to like work through. Mm. That I just didn't really know I had to work through for some time. Um, so I guess I kind of just went with the flow, not really asserting like any of myself in any part of my life. I sort of just like let things, I don't know, happen around me. Mm. And it took a little bit of like life experience and just figuring out what I actually wanted and what made me happy
0: Mm -hmm. to sort
2: of break free from that sort of, it's almost like there was a period of time where I was asleep and then
0: I woke up. What do you think was the turning point for waking up?
2: Uh, I guess realizing that I deserved to be happy and like Mm -hmm. that what I wanted wasn't wrong. Was it something that you read or something that clicked you? I mean, there were like there were a number of things, but there was a particular turning point in 2016 when I did come out and I told Tim how I felt about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I had read a book called A Little Life, mm-hmm. um, and it sort of focuses on the story of four friends, and it just like straight from like the first couple of pages, it really struck a chord with me, um, and it sort of goes on to talk about their lives and it follows them. Right through, and there are a bunch of themes that I sort of you know, felt were really pertinent to my own situation. And I realized at a certain point that, like, I wasn't like I was just wasting time. Like, I was delaying my own happiness, mm. that sort of thing. Um, what
0: was it like throughout the years, though? Because you both like liked each other, but you, like you just you couldn't completely open up. How many years? It was like how many years was it? Before
2: 2016, like, like when we like first met each other. Eight? Oh, oh my gosh. When we met each other was when we were 12, so that was yeah. like, it was longer. <laughs> but it was about eight years of yeah. putting off the conversation. Wow. But <laughs> like, everything happens for a reason, and it sort of all led to being in a place where we were both ready. Mm. So as long as it was, I wouldn't change it. Do you
0: think it. your bandmates just knew it, like all along?
2: Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I feel like everyone, it was like, it's written in the stars, everyone knew it. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is, like, a matter of when, I guess.
0: hmm Yeah.
2: No, I wouldn't change the journey for anything. hmm
0: Yeah. And what what kind of career did you think you would have, like, by the
2: time you were in high school? In high school? I wish I could remember what I thought I was going to do. I I did, like, a lot of theater stuff oh. in school. Um, and I definitely at one point thought I would do that. mm mm-hmm. um, And then... No, I, I was a dental hygienist for many years.
0: Yeah, actually how did you stumble upon that appropriate um, <laughs> donuts? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, we Tim studied dentistry.
0: Oh, so he kind of like told you all about it. Yeah, we like yeah. we
2: both went um, to dental school together and it I don't know, it worked out. It's another one of those things, like I didn't plan on doing it from like a young age mm-hmm. or anything. It just kind of like came up and I was like, this is sweet. What about gonna, it intrigued you? Um, I I thought for a while I wanted to do something in the health profession. Okay. Um, and this opportunity presented itself, and I did it, and I don't know, I was good at it, and it allowed me to sort of work pretty casually in finance, like
0: yeah, you know,
2: touring when we were at the start of
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, Cub Sport, and yeah, it's another one of those things. Like I wouldn't change it. I don't do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good for its season.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you? Wait, did you graduate from it? Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Yes. Yes. When Tim left dental school um, because it was too hectic mm-hmm. with that during schedule, I only had one year left to go. My oh, okay, course. yeah, because I was wondering. Okay, right. And I just like had <laughs> like a full on year doing both at the same time. Damn. Um, but it was alright. There was one time where we played a show in Sydney, and this was like right at the beginning when we were still like driving mm-hmm. to save money. Um, and it's like a 12 hour drive from Sydney to Brisbane yeah. and I had an exam the next day. No way. And I was like lying down on the floor in the back of the van, everyone else drove so that I could study and they dropped me off at my exam the next day and I it. it, was good. It was <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> it's like the best I've ever done in an exam. <laughs>
0: So you can balance that life Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think one year is enough. I was like, I I don't think I could have kept going.
0: (laughs) And were your parents always supportive of you doing music? Yeah, super supportive. Nice. yeah. Yeah. And after like the Triple J, what do you think got you more momentum?
2: There was a point in 2016, um, months after our album came out, like our debut album, mm-hmm. where we kind of decided to really take the reins um, and sort of own our destiny, if you want to mm-hmm. go there, um, and we decided to release a song that you know, the rest of our team sort of uh, wanted us to go in a different direction. And we just made a video for like $100 for this song and went with it, and that one ended up um, I don't know, having really great organic pickup and people sort of really connected with it on a meaningful level.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I think that was a real turning point in realising that like, following our own intuition and what we believe in is really important and that's sort of what we've done ever since.
0: How did you meet Golden Vessel?
2: Uh, that was... So I, I met him through Tim, who met him through our friend Grace Rat. Oh. Um, oh,
0: actually, then how did you meet Rat? I also interviewed her. She's awesome.
2: Yeah, she's amazing. She came to a show we played, maybe, like, our worst show ever. Really? It was, like, at a uni, um, orientation week kind of event. Yeah. And we hadn't played together for a while, and it was, like, the first time where Tim was playing guitar in the set, and we were playing, like, a bunch of songs, um, from our upcoming debut album at the time. hmm And... It was like a really hot day in this really low set tent outside and it was just like, I don't know, it wasn't a great vibe and like Tim's <laughs> guitar fell off a couple of times and like drinks got knocked on the stage and she came up to us after and she, um, she was like 15 at the time, she asked for a recommendation for a guitar teacher.
1: Um, oh, she's which so was cute.
2: And then kind of just like, I don't know, stayed in touch a little bit. Since and then Tim and Grace were working on a song together video, um, it's on a current album. And she said that she thinks Tim and Max will get along really well, um, Golden Vessel. And she put them in touch, and then yeah, mm-hmm. ended up working a bunch together. Nice, it's, yeah.
0: What do you think was the next step for getting more of like the international audience? That <laughs> like what happened?
2: It's just really being committed to coming back
0: a lot mm.
2: we just like we've always had a like a global vision we sort of known it's something we wanted um, yeah. so we just put the time and energy into it and we just mm-hmm. come back as often as we can and
0: was it ever like daunting to you because I know like from Australia, it's like actually sometimes hard to break out because I like lived there for like just studying abroad. Like, mm. Was there for a while.
2: Yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's like it's, a different scene. Uh
2: huh, and it's far away. Yeah, yeah. There were were there like people
0: you talked to or like how you
2: learned to do it. We originally came for like some showcases mm-hmm. in 2013, I want to say, um, and that's sort of what led to us getting like a record deal and stuff on our first album. And there was sort of a period of time where our label didn't want to like give us the money to come. Um, so we just financed it ourselves and oh. we like, no, like, no, we, we really feel strongly about this. Um, so we just paid for it ourselves and mm-hmm. set up a tour and <laughs> we just sort of come
0: back as much as we can mm-hmm. ever since. And how did you meet the Dolan twins in the music video?
2: They came to our um, LA show that we played just under a year ago. Um, and they just loved the music and the story, I guess, mm-hmm. behind it all. Um, and they sent him a DM saying they'd love to make a music video for Hawaiian Party. And it's kind of like, it was just as natural as that. It's really mm-hmm.
0: cool.
2: It's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> what were your inspirations for Cubs Sport the album? Tim Tim writes all the music, Mm -hmm. um, and he just sort of writes about his life Mm -hmm. and experiences and the people around him. Actually, Um, that's
0: interesting. So you don't write
2: as uh, much as, like, or how does, or do you also write? I write, like, a little bit just for... Mm -hmm fun yeah we've been making some meditation music recently oh really I really want to
0: like under a separate project
2: uh like, I wanna, yeah, like no project at the moment but who <laughs> knows <laughs> You're it could be cover sport i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, is writing not as much your thing or um yeah i mean it's it's definitely not something i've put like a bunch of energy into just because of like because we're self-managed and independent, mm-hmm. or a label like that takes up pretty much like oh, the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed. Yeah, uh, like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something I'd like to do more of when we have mm-hmm. a bit more downtime. But in terms of the creative process for Cup Sport, yeah, Tim writes the music and produces mm-hmm. a bunch of it. Um, and yeah, and yeah. then we just bring it to life on stage.
0: Mm-hmm. What is it like this? Because probably a lot of
2: the lyrics are about you, right? There are a few,
0: (laughs) it's a good show. And then you're performing (laughs) songs about you.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's, it's so special. Like I can hardly imagine what it would be like to not have it that way. I don't know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's it's pretty incredible. And like when Tim's writing the songs and he shows me demos, I get like this incredible insight into how he's thinking and feeling. Yeah. That's sort of what gave me courage in the lead up to our conversation about how I felt that it was mutual, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's it's very special. Like it's not something a lot of people get to experience, I guess.
0: Yeah, and how did the proposal happen?
2: Um, we had just been talking. I think we might have been like, I think we may have been crying about how happy we were. Oh. <laughs> we were just like lying in bed, just like we had filmed a video that day for um, our single. The first single off the last album, Oh Lord. And we were just like, I don't know, so grateful for everything that was happening. And I just turned to him and I was like, do you want to marry me? He said, yeah, like, of course I do, but, like, are you proposing to me? Like, <laughs> like, now? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. So it was we pretty Was it sure. something that you were, like, waiting for a long, long time and just being, like... I had a plan, yeah, for how yeah. I wanted to do it. Um, and then, I don't know, it's, it's just in the moment it seemed right. Mm-hmm. And were, did you... You were postponing your wedding for a long time, right? But it happened already. Um, or? Once we, we got engaged oh. um, and married, just, like... Just after a year later, yeah, or oh, pretty much a year on, yeah. Nice. <laughs> but um, same-sex marriage was only legalized like six months after we got engaged. Oh. So we got engaged, and then there was this huge nationwide like it's all the news talked about. Yeah, for six I remember months. that. The um, same-sex marriage plebiscite or postal survey in the end. mm mm-hmm. um, So it was a pretty interesting, emotionally taxing time.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but it was great. It ended up being a way for us to use that platform to spread like a message of love and support the LGBTQ community and and put forward an example of what same-sex couple looks like Mm in 2018. 2018 at the time. (laughs) Do you
0: think your relationship has changed after getting married?
2: I don't know if it's changed drastically. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're just stronger than ever, like, mm-hmm. together and as individuals.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. How would you say your music has changed compared to the early songs?
2: I feel like as the, the journey of our personal lives um, has developed to, to a place of, like, self-acceptance and then a place where we can actually celebrate and, and fully embrace who we are um, has been reflected in Tim's songwriting. And I feel like it's just more than ever, it's... The, the essence or the truth of what Cubs Board is. Mm-hmm. So it feels like now more than ever, it's like, this is who we are. It feels right.
0: What do you love about Tim's personality?
2: I get asked this sometimes, and it's like, literally everything. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he
0: said the same thing about you. He's like, uh, everything? Yeah.
2: It's like, I feel like we've got maybe a unique situation there. It's like, there's nothing. Like I There's nothing I find annoying or... Wow. I don't know.
0: Very happy. Mm-hmm. How would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were
2: younger? Probably sort of on the same lines of um, what I was saying before. As I've sort of learned to learn that like, exactly who I am is mm-hmm. amazing. Like I, I'm allowed to like, embrace every part of me um, and celebrate it. That has probably been the most significant change to when I was younger, where I was sort of conditioned to believe that there were huge parts of who I am that are, like, shameful and, oh. and horrible and that would send me to, like, a, an eternity of damnation in hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I guess realising that that isn't something that I um, identify with, mm-hmm. I guess.
0: You kind of touched upon this previously, but what do you want Cubs were to be remembered for?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I'd like... Maybe more than anything to be remembered for having left a legacy of just love, like, pure Mm -hmm. love. I'd love to have an impact in people's lives that way.
0: Yeah, I love this. This is awesome. Thank you so much.
2: Pleasure. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Bye.